0: Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here. We're drinking beer and playing a game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes,
1: hello everybody. Welcome to Power Hour 168. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you're having a good one. We are still in recovery mode.
0: Woo! We finally, I returned finally to too many games. It was long overdue and it was a shit ton of fun. But man, oh man,
1: was it tiring. Yeah. We are getting older very quickly by the year.
0: We also drink what most people would call an excessive amount.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll do a, <laughs> we're going to do a little <laughs> wrap-up on tonight of, you know, give you a little overview of our day, but then we're going to have a special little episode later on the week where we sit down with our buddy Dan, who we roomed with, Yep, Dan from Console Wars to go over all the. Oh boy, oh boy.
0: <laughs> the re- retelling of the stories, if it were. <laughs> yeah, to, to put
1: it out. We we might need three different perspectives because, like, even when I was going through like the list of like people we talked to or that I ran into or just briefly said hi to, <laughs> like, until I like saw them post something today, I was like, "Oh shit, I did meet that person." It was when I was in that nice little like midday blackout yep. I had going on.
0: <laughs> but uh, we're here now. It's Monday, and Chambers, I uh, I told you I went to Wildwood. So I decided to bring back some beers. So the first one, now this isn't necessarily from Wildwood. This was uh like a beer store right down the road that I decided to grab something. Okay. It seemed like a perfect beach beer, and god damn it, I was right. The mango smoothie from Flying Fish Company. Mm. Uh, it's their wheat ale with mango, only five percent. Did you already take a sip? No, not yet. So try that out. It uh Ooh, that is a citrusy boy with the aroma. Yeah, it surprisingly has notes of mango, tropical, and passion fruit, and it's best paired with summer, late nights, and pool parties. Oh, that is that is tasty. That
1: is a fruity boy.
0: It, yeah, and especially like being on the beach, it was a nice. Mine fruity. has
1: less uh, jizzy bottom than you do. The cummies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this one. I mean, with wheat ales, especially since they're unfiltered, you're gonna expect it. And whenever you have like more citrusy beers like this, you're probably gonna get just a little bit more sediment. So,
1: you just have like straight pulp at your bottom.
0: Yeah, it's, um, for a wheat beer, it is, I mean, it's called a smoothie, it is thick.
1: It's thick, but also really smooth.
0: Yeah, like, it goes down easy, but, like, you're like, wow, the mouthfeel is pretty insane on this one. And I'll be honest, I think we've talked about this, Flying Fish never... It's, it's <sighs> not a wow
1: brewery. No. So it's this a, It's one a solid brewery, but it's never, like,
0: whoa! Doesn't blow blow your... Ugh. Doesn't knock your socks off, I should say. And Doesn't f- blow your cock off.
1: Damn it, Jim! What you wanted to say? You can see it in your eyes. Your whore eyes. <laughs> I'm the victim. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I forgot to announce you as the king
0: of handshakes. <laughs> you can expect that in the bonus episode yeah. later. Um, but <laughs> but this one. <laughs> Is uh, surprisingly good from them. So, not to shit on them, but this is really good. So,
1: (laughs) it's going to be a fun bonus episode. Uh, I mean, I should say it's not going to be one of our like paywalled bonus episodes. It'll just be an extra little snippet for everybody out
0: there. Yeah. Instead of, because we wanted to have Dan on a full episode, schedules are busy, so we didn't want to delay the podcast. And honestly, like Jim said, even when we recap, quickly for us this episode, we'll dive into other things, get Dan's perspective. And <laughs> wouldn't be
1: fair for us to sum up Dan's stories without Dan here? <laughs>
0: of course not. We don't We don't want to rob him of the stories. Of the glory. So, uh, yeah, we will get to the games we got at the actual convention, but have you been able to
1: play anything this past week? Uh, a couple things. Um, so, I finished up Mario and Rabbids on the Switch. Fun game. I'll get to more when we do the level 50 update, but... I'll say it's slightly overstated. its welcome by the end. Okay. Because, like, it took me probably, like, 23 hours to get through the main story mode. All uh, right, so yeah. that was way more than I was expecting. So, but no, it's a fun game. Definitely a good introduction to tactical-based combat games. They have, like, puzzles between every fight, basically, to, like, break it up. But the puzzles, you get sick of.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, they probably like, it could have been every two stages.
1: I mean, sometimes it was every two stages, but it could have been, like, every, like... 10. Three to four. <laughs> We're every 10. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, solid game though. I mean you get a shitload of content out of that game. And yeah. the DLC for it's free now. So like it automatically downloads as an update when you put it on your thing. And apparently that DLC is extremely long too. So yeah, I mean if you want a good fun tactical game, shitload of content, and it's always cheap. Like even physicals are stupid cheap. So Am I alone?
0: You and I do the same thing. We always get games when they have everything bundled. But I swear anymore, when I play the main story and I've done the I don't do the DLC. So I'm kind of like, why do I keep getting these? Like, there's something in Dollar my mind. Dollar Brian. It is. The, it is. It Future-proofing. Is. It, you're right. But man, oh, man. Like, I did it with most of the fallouts. Like, I beat those games. And I'm like, do I want to do another 40 hours? Uh, I just need a palate cleanse. Yeah. And then I forget, and I need to go back. So yeah, it's one of those things. I think I think you do the same exact thing.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely at that point. More so than you at this point too, probably. Yeah, but um, besides that, I've been actually got time to sit down and play through more of Halo Wars too. So okay, it's fun game. It's definitely getting into the part where it's like you know, way more hectic switching between all your units and all your mm. bases and shit like that. So no, I mean it's I don't know why no one said anything about it at all <laughs> ever. Like I think it's a solid game. So hopefully by the time I beat it, we'll get into that. But yeah. It doesn't really reinvent the wheel from the first one, but the stuff they added is cool. And it tells a nice little side story for the Halo universe. It's just so. a fun yeah,
0: little side project. Yeah,
1: it's on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass and you want to play a simpler RTS and you like the Halo universe, give it a shot. Yeah. And uh, Fall Guys finally came to everything but PlayStation. So I booted it up and started playing a couple games. Fun game. <laughs> Stupid fun game. I mean, if you for anyone who doesn't know, if like you ever watched that game show Wipeout, yeah. just imagine that in Video Game 4. For, yeah, that,
0: that's, it's literally, that's the obstacle course one, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just all about obstacle courses and getting there within, like, you know, qualifying within a certain amount of people. Hmm. And then it goes, you know, five rounds into fifth rounds, the crown round. And goddamn, was I so close to getting the crown. I fucking choked on my jump and grab of the crown and I just <laughs> let victory slip away from me. So, Jim, are you saying we need to stream this? Yeah, I would be a fun one to stream. Hmm. It's a solid one. I think it's on Xbox now, too. So.
0: Oh, yeah. If it's on Xbox, we have to stream
1: it. Yeah. Um, can you...
0: <clears throat> when you're playing, I think it would make sense. Do, does it have like open chat with everyone you're near or everyone in the game? I mean, I
1: played it on Switch, so I don't know. Mm. But uh, I would assume it would be a party chat thing.
0: I imagine that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, damn. Okay, so you actually did a decent amount of gaming. See, me, I... I've been fucking around with this game. It's like an indie title called Moonin, M U N I N. I think it's Moonin. Okay. Um, it's a puzzle game, and it's just like a pat a platform puzzler. But the stage, you can rotate every section of the stage until you get the pattern right to get to the things you need. Hmm. So it gets real complicated. Like, and there's like nine levels, uh, or nine, yeah, nine levels, and like. Th- uh, five or six stages in each level. So it's really cool. It can get really hectic, but it's one man I enjoy for a moment because I'm like, this is kind of chill. And then I get pissed off. I'm like, this is too goddamn complicated. Yeah. It doesn't help. I'm usually drinking when doing it, hmm. but that's kind of cool. Um, and then I tried Overwatch for the first time. It- it's like, it's crazy to me because the first two games, I didn't get a kill. Like, and even like in the practice, like, I, there is so much you need to like know and learn about like the classes of this opponent and their specials and what your special does and you know i'm playing with the call of duty halo mindset of like oh i'm the like gunner guy i go forward and no no i'm not supposed to do that i'm supposed to hang back hmm. so finally by i think the fourth game or so i actually got like 22 kills which I don't know if it's good, but it seemed good. I don't know. But it was it was really fun and a lot of people stopped by, so I appreciate everyone who stopped by giving the advice, but I'll definitely keep playing it. The nice part was it was forty bucks for the original game with all DLC and it includes the second game. Oh. So I'm like, that was a no brainer. Interesting. Because that's a lot of content.
1: Yeah, I heard that apparently like the original game was like six on six fights, and for the second one, they changed it to five on five fights. And they're getting rid of the five on the six on six from Overwatch One. Huh. You're just making it all like streamlined through. Which is weird.
0: Yeah. What I like about it is this is not a game where you have to worry about a teammate. I mean, Grant, I'm sure you can have well, terrible see, that's teammates. That's the
1: thing because like I've heard that this is like one of the hardest communities to get into. So like did you play with like party chat on or anything or no? I guess maybe um, not because you were streaming.
0: A few people did try to turn on party chat or like were like typing things. Yeah. It was also my first time ever using a keyboard and mouse on FPS, which I, like, almost got carpal tunnel from, like, trying to use a keyboard. Like, I don't mm. use a keyboard like that. Like, I, that threw me off. Right. Um, using a mouse is, of course, way easier when it comes to shooting.
1: Oh, you did on PC. Yeah. Oh, okay. So,
0: it was uh, It was interesting. Um, <laughs> some people, like, I realized at some point they were like, like, hey, soldier. Like, not knowing because that was my guy's name to like, oh. do this or do that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm level I'm one. You're stupid You're dude. like 97. Shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. You've been playing since 2017. Yeah.
0: The first time. But, no, I,
1: I get the appeal. I get,
0: like, if you were into it, it is interesting coming at it so new that I'm, like, I haven't had that feeling of being so helpless in it, like, especially a multiplayer game. Right. Because I feel like any modern kind of shooter, I can hold my own. Like, I'm not going to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed.
1: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be damned.
0: So you should try it, Jim. I'll give it a go. Why not? But yeah, other than that, I really haven't played much. I'm hoping to beat that Moonen game and then uh, one of the games we're going to be reviewing very, very shortly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I know where this is going.
0: (laughs) So, Jambers,
1: what do we got this week from Patreon? Actually, when you, real quick, uh, we're recording this on the 27th, so right now we are doing a giveaway on Twitter with uh, Premium Edition Games. So we're giving away a physical copy, wow, you can throw up a picture here, uh, of uh, Phenotopia Awakening. So I've never played it. It's actually like a remake of, like an enhanced remake of a Flash game. Yeah. And they add a shitload of content, and it's like Zelda 2 mixed with Metroid elements. So huge, like 25, 50-hour action-adventure kind of game. So uh, the giveaway is doing numbers right now. So it's guess it's a game people really either like or excited about. So Yeah. Uh, it's got cool little pixel art style and shit like that. So, yeah, definitely head on over to Twitter. Very easy. Just follow both of our accounts, like and retweet, and tag a buddy. So Jim, can I win it? No. <laughs> Unless you make an alt and then no one will ever know. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Burner accounts, here I come. <laughs>
1: so So, uh, what do we got now from
0: our awesome patrons?
1: Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer play game. Where, for instance, it was $2 a month. You can ask a cool. question that will we answer one of the chunks. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing endorsement for the beer. <clears throat> I just wasn't expecting it. A uh, question you can answer on each and every single one of these power hour <laughs> podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is quite the night. Quite the episode. Uh, but, uh, so, only one question. Well, actually, he did a question and then he deleted it, but I did like that first question, too. Do both. To save the fucking balls to the wall. So, his question that he... So, both are from J.D. mains, So, the first one that he had before was, can you really say you love the game if you didn't follow the storyline closely? I would think...
0: Excuse me, I well, I mean, I know Jim's answer is yes because he doesn't follow storylines at all. <laughs> um, I think words are for suckers. I think it's the same as people it, like what would be the point of buying a really expensive PC if you only use it to play solitaire? Like, if you're not going to appreciate the game for its fullest extent, you're just hurting yourself. Of course, you can still love the game, you're just not getting a the full value out of it. So I think it's silly to ignore story.
1: Um. Well, obviously, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> oh, gotta get my hand in camera if I Hey, here's the hey, thing, Here's the thing. Guys. Here's the thing. <laughs> I consider story for the most part in a game to be like icing on the cake. First thing I want is an actual solid game to play to go along with my story. Now, I've played some games before that I've enjoyed that are just purely story-based or like even a visual novel and shit like that. So, but but I've had an instance where I absolutely hated the story of a game, and I still absolutely loved playing it, though. Okay. And that game was Sunset Overdrive. That game's story and sitting through the storyline and the set pieces and shit like that, horrific. Mm. It's cringy. It's try-hard. Like, it tries too hard to be, like, you know, like, post-punk, hardcore kid kind of, like, Rah, rah shit. But is it at least self aware and being cringy? Is it
0: it trying too hard to be in on the joke? Yes. Okay.
1: It tries so hard to be in on its own stupid joke that it's just stupid. I gotcha. And like, I was like, oh, this is kind of lame. And then as it's going on, I'm like, man, this just gets worse and worse.
0: Hmm. Hey,
1: uh, so, hey, the guy from the Melvin's is here. That's cool. He's actually talking and he shouldn't be voice acting. So shit like that. (laughs) But I absolutely love the gameplay. So it was like, you know, imagine like a Saints Row or Hulk Ultimate Destruction with like the, the goofy powers and just like mixed with Tony Hawk and you're grinding everywhere, yeah. shooting and grinding and all that stuff. Absolutely loved the gameplay. Storyline was horrific. Okay. But I still love the game and I put like, you know, the 20 some hours into it and shit like that. So. Yeah. If, they, if the gameplay is good enough, I can overlook a bad story. I guess now that doesn't really apply to like an RPG or something because. At that point, like it's been, you're mostly there for the story.
0: I'll be honest. Um, for most of the games, I feel like we grew up with, especially the simpler ones. Most didn't even have a story. Well, or like, if you really asked me, like, what's actually going on in Streets of Rage, two? I'd be like, I think they stole Adam, and Mister X controls crime.
1: Yeah, like I, I,
0: I don't know anything else beyond that.
1: <laughs> so, and then they get their pro wrestler best friend and the. 12-year-old brother of Adam. It makes perfect sense. And I mean... <clears> and in the third one, a kangaroo helps you. If you ask me the story
0: behind Super Mario Brothers, the original three on NES, I'll be like, uh, Princess keeps getting captured.
1: Dinosaur wants him some of that royal poon. Yep. And she conveniently is always captured. Convenient. Captured. <laughs> so
0: yeah, uh, yeah, I do believe... You can absolutely love a game. I think though, if you are playing a game like let's say a Plague's Tale, if you don't love that story, that would you probably can't love that game.
1: The story I definitely got sucked into the story. Yeah. So you did a good job of like building the what the hell's going on here.
0: Yeah, so that's a game where if
1: like that game's really built around its setting too, though.
0: No, it's the setting, but like it is like like you get emotionally invested in the chick and her brother, and and then even when they meet the other two, like
1: yeah, I guess I without playing a bad ver- story version of that, like
0: that's what I mean. So yeah. if like for some reason you played a game and the story just didn't grab you, even if the gameplay was good, or like, if I'm
1: spending the whole time just trying to skip the storyline and shit like that. exactly, yeah. so yeah, then
0: then you'd be like, yeah, at that point you're kind of like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I like the game, but yeah, but I hated the story. So
0: yeah, there's something to be said though. There we've talked about before. A lot of game there are plenty of games out there that. Are meant to be basically interactive movies. Yeah. And they can be good, like the um, Until Dawn, the horror game, and, and that new one that's out that uh, Pam just reviewed. Um, the Quarry? Quarry. Yeah. I think it's the same people. They also did Sea of Medin, I don't something know. like that. So there are those that are out there that
1: that's what they do, and people love them. So, mm-hmm. no, good question. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, this can be the makeup for me not saying everyone gets two questions last week when we took the week off. So (laughs) everyone not named JD Maines, You can ask an extra question next week. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. But next up from JD Mains Handshake champ. (laughs) (laughs) Would you, all right, let's get topical. Would you ever not play a game because a studio made a political statement like opposition to overturning Roe vs. Wade? I don't think it matters, but the press seems to think it's worth following. Um,
0: I am blissfully ignorant to most of those things, unless Jim brings it to my attention or it's a day where I actually focus on what's going on on Twitter. Or it's
1: Jim, such a big story that we have to throw it in as a topic. Exactly.
0: Like, I honestly would would never know. Now, let's say I find out, uh, for example, <clears throat> playing Overwatch, I didn't even put two and two together that it's Blizzard and Activision someone pointed it out. I still played it cuz I I don't know. I would look at it like if you look at it like even if it's the top dog of the company that's the piece of shit, there was probably hundreds of people that were good people developing it and it could still be a good product. I think it gets more weird like if you're saying it was one indie developer, one guy by himself and he was a creep or something. It's part of the reason why like I can't really enjoy Jeepers Creepers anymore. The director is a pedophile.
1: Oh, really? And yeah. So oh, did not know that.
0: I can't really watch that knowing that. That like that's a different
1: bit of a fly in the ointment. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I'm that type where it's like a little bit. And now, granted, you can make the argument the movie has a bunch of other people. Right. But like, yeah, video game I don't ever look at. Like, I don't think the head of Blizzard, who we may talk about soon, had any hands-on development of Overwatch. No, he's never had hands-on so development I, of anything, I, except I, for
1: his hands-on <clears throat> a poor intern. Allegedly. So, fuck him. In Minecraft. haha can't be sued. Damn it! So, I don't... Yeah,
0: I, I don't necessarily buy into that. And especially, you know, I... I get more like I'd be not okay if somebody actually did something versus if they're not just making a statement. Like, statements to me are everyone, whether you like them or not, has shitty opinions or good opinions. That's not going to affect my video game playing And, I mean,
1: for all you know, a lot of people could be just saying the right thing, but behind closed doors, they don't give a shit or they're doing the opposite anyway. Yeah, I don't trust most people's... We see it with big business all the time. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean... I... I'd like to say that I'm a better person who could see certain things and be like, oh, well, I'm morally offended. I can't do it. But every once in a while, if you have a thing that I like, I kind of want the thing that I like. I'm just being honest here. But I mean, I mean, I mean, like, obviously with like something like Roe versus Wade, like. I mean, I'll I'll just throw it out there quick. Brian doesn't have to do anything, but you know, like I'm totally against them taking it away because, for one, well, I've said it before. I don't want the government telling anyone what to do with their bodies. So, comes down to everything. So leave mm-hmm. us to fuck alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like if someone came, like obviously if like a develop, a small developer came out and he's like, nah, fuck these horse, I'd be like, it's mm, a little iffy there. So. Um, it probably would turn me off to certain things, like you said, especially if it's a smaller crew. I think it's easier to do the the like the boycott thing when it's like an individual entity, like say like an yeah. artist or a musician or something like that, or you know like a podcast host or shit like that. Yeah, because you know that's something you can focus in on, a- and it's also easier to do it even depending on how big of an audience they have. Like I th- I think like say like an Activision, like we were talking about earlier, an Activision's too big to fail, and a boycott's never gonna affect them anyway. Because, like, we saw it last year with all the shit that happened, as soon as Diablo 2 Remastered came out, everyone just bought it anyway. So, yeah, it's it's almost like a losing battle. But I don't know. Like, no, I definitely respect the people who can stick to their guns and shit like that. But, you know, for me, I mean, I keep up with all this shit more so than you do, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of things where I'm like, yeah, I guess I won't touch this now. So it, it, it really just depends on the product for me, I guess. Yeah. I I guess you know, maybe if it's a thing I'm on defense on, I'll be like, nah. But if it's a thing I really want, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? But that's an honest that's an honest statement to the people that say I would never buy this and then do buy it. You know, whatever. Or you know what? If you are a little bit morally ambiguous and you you're on the fence, just wait for it to go on sale or buy it secondhand. Right. And then maybe you can feel better. I
1: I don't know. Yeah, if you're not giving it directly to them. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to big business, especially like if you're not going to do buy something from a big business because they've done something shitty, you're Damn. never buying anything ever again.
0: I mean, let's be honest. You shouldn't be on your phone.
1: There's I mean, there's a lot of plausible ignorance that we throw towards everything that we use in everyday. So Yeah, that it's that, a tough thing. Yeah, you you know, you could
0: if you have something very specific you want to stand against, fine,
1: but... Yeah, I mean, like, it's very easy to grandstand, but at the end of the day, we're all going to be hypocrites, you know, in one way or another, too. Yeah. So,
0: do you, if you want to boycott it, I support it. If you don't, you don't. But what I would say is, don't give people shit if they choose not to boycott with you. Because, yeah,
1: everyone's different. Spoken like a man who's never been on Twitter. Uh, well,
0: that's, <laughs> well that's, that's the beauty of it. Is I know none of this shit, so...
1: Be ignorant like me, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Make life easier. But, yeah, that wraps up the question for this week. So, yeah, great questions, JD. Thank you, bud. uh, Yeah, thank you for, what do you call it? Now, once again, if you want to support the page and ask a question for yourself, uh, head on over to Patreon and check out all the other tiers for bonus episodes, game requests, movie review requests, all other kinds of bonus content. So Awesome. Thank you, bud.
0: All right, so we are back. A new beer in hand, Chambers. What did you think of that mango smoothie?
1: I mean, it was really smooth. And just to keep up with you, I downed the last like half of my other one, and I mean that went down super smooth. So, it, that was really that was really tasty. That's a really like perfect summer beer, I gotta say. Speaking of Would keeping be, like, up, a perfect uh, poolside one.
0: Speaking of keeping up, and what you didn't do at too many games. I kept up. You did not keep up. I kept up. Damn, Dan got there four beers late and still beat you. <laughs> well, we should have been better at Fuck the dealer. <laughs> so, yes, our uh, quick little recap for too many games. As tradition
1: requires, uh, we played some
0: Fuck the dealer. Jim did not get fucked this time.
1: Yeah, normally every single time, including last year when Brian wasn't here, and my disastrous year happened. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the
0: year before, wasn't exactly great It wasn't a shining
1: moment, but it was way better than my, the year before for me. I guess I should say 2019. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Brian and I got to our hotel by like 2.30, 2.45. Dan showed up by like a little after 3. Yeah. Quarter after 3-ish or something like that. Yeah, traffic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as we do as tradition, like you said, we play a drinking game to start. So we played Fuck the Dealer. And we played about three games of it, I want to say. Uh, yep. I think all of us were the big loser at one point for each one. But Jim was noticeably he only had one. I, was, I was like I was like a closeout one time, but like I never had like an awful streak of being no. fucked in any of the games.
0: No, it was it was pretty it was pretty mellow, but we figured out there was approximately twenty-four beers finished before we went to the con.
1: Twenty-five.
0: Was it twenty-five? Yep. Yeah. So and since Jim since Dan and I drank a little more, it was almost eight beers a person. Yeah. And then we
1: went to the con. Immediately to the beer stand. Went to beer stand. Well, actually, first we met up with uh, Square Painter. Square. Yep. uh, You know our buddy Adam. You know we stopped by, talked to him a little bit every single time. So super good dude. You know talked to him and his wife Nina for a little bit. So yep. uh, And after that, then we went for the booze.
0: Right to the booze, which of course the line is always crazy. Stacked up on three of the tall boys, which we were trying to figure out. I think we're doing Bud Light Lime, weren't we? So no. Well. I don't I know think what I you bought were doing. Bought light line. I was doing. I I started off. I think I stuck with Coors, but then like I got a Guinness, and then at some point someone asked for a Heineken, so I ended up like I don't the amount of random that. shit I bought. <laughs> I I don't even know what I I looked at the bill. I said, like, what the? F-? I bought too much, but I they were roughly this size, right? Or were they? They bigger? were bigger.
1: They were like twenty ounces.
0: Okay, so yeah, they were twenty ounces. So went through a lot of those, but then we were able to meet up. With our good buddy Michelle P from PD's Power Hour, uh, we checked out her sister's stand, and that's where both Jim and I got our games from the convention. And for me, I found uh, three obscure ones that I never see randomly, and I you know I don't go online to look for. But House of the Dead 3, Spawn Armageddon, and Legacy of Cain uh, Defiance. I am a sucker for original Xbox games because they're never crazy pricey. And they always still run pretty damn good, especially yeah, if, with a few
1: exceptions. It's still a pretty cheap console to collect for exactly.
0: And a lot of them are still running fine on my 360, too. So, you don't, I mean, I have the original Xbox right there, but um, yeah, I so that was a no brainer. And, Jambers, you got the Turbo Graphics game, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't bring it with me, but uh, you can throw a picture here. I got Pac for the Turbo Graphics 16, and it wasn't a bad price either. Like, every time I'm there, I try to get a Turbo Graphics game and this is the first one I bought in ages but I checked out the prices like you know later on and I was like oh it's actually very fairly priced and then you don't have to pay for the shipping and the tax and all the other eBay bullshit yep so no yeah, I mean those are decent value they were they were fair with their prices but of course like every uh, what do you call it, of these stands they always have their showcase games in the back so mm-hmm. there was like a complete in box magical chase in a case and there is an NWC and shit like that so it's yep like, eh. And
0: we should mention actually, as soon as we got into the con, we met up with Todd Snarkast. Yep. And then we also met up with uh, James and his buddy. I don't remember his buddy. Uh, Josh, I think. I think it was Josh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So basically, as soon as we got the video games, <laughs> then it got real interesting because we remember our buddy Joe, uh, from Too Many Games and also well Pre- from
1: Video Games Monthly and Premium Edition.
0: <laughs> yes, that's yeah. I always say Too Many Games when I mean to say Video Games Monthly. But that's when the shots came into play, <laughs> and
1: so him and his other premium edition guy was he also named Josh? I forget. Yes, I think so. Yeah. so yeah, so uh,
0: yeah, it was uh, those little bottles of ninety-nine bananas and then blue raspberry vodka. Yep,
1: and we did like five of those.
0: It got <laughs> it's th- that is when there was a noticeable. <laughs> this is before like six o'clock in the afternoon, and keep in mind we haven't eaten. Like we didn't. Like I ate before I got Jim to go to a hotel. Yeah, I we, ate now, before he got me. We snacked on a few little like pretzels, but there was no getting food in between. So all I'll say is like that would be the moment like the SpongeBob thing like a few hours later because it it got very interesting and a lot we're gonna save for when we talk with Dan. Um, we saw some cosplay a cosplay dance off dance off. Yep, we. Somehow lost our ride and had to get a different ride um, to the after
1: party. We had a ride? I don't even remember we, that.
0: Well, we were supposed to have a ride. Another thing we'll say for Dan. Okay. Yeah, we did I don't have remember a ride. this. We met plenty of interesting people.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, I that, think I'm remembering a lot.
0: Um, That wanted to give us rides.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my tradition wanted to give some of you rides,
0: my tradition of, um, my tradition stands.
1: I'll say that <laughs> we'll save that for later. Um, <laughs> this is all built up to another episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It but was... Yeah. No, I mean, we got to, we met, ran into a bunch of people and shit like that too. So besides talking to all of them, like during the after party, I spent a lot of time hanging out with uh, a wrestler buddy of ours named, uh, Matthias. Yeah. Well, before we go to
0: that. We should also mention we did an interview.
1: Yeah, no. So last year, I famously did an interview for Mint Salad's page where I made a complete asshole of myself. <laughs> Luckily, this time, what do you call it? It was both Brian and I, and we weren't completely destroyed yet. Yeah. So, you know, we talked to their whole crew. So Mint, Riley, Trixie, and Bird, we got to see them again and say hi. So always a good time seeing them. Uh, we ran into, uh, you know... Like, people like Love 81 got to say hi to Kieran again. Talked to the guys who run Eon, which does, like, those uh, plugs for the HD plugs for the GameCube yep, and N yep. 64 Got to bullshit with them for a little bit. Uh, you know, briefly said hi to people like Hack the Movies and Dreamcast Guy, shit like that. Uh, ran ran into this uh, guy who's just starting out. His name's Too Elusive. He was the one. He was uh, Sonic Jet Set Radio Future. Jet,
0: uh, awesome, awesome. So, very nice guy.
1: Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> we got to actually talk to fucking Johnny Cage himself, Dan Piscina Dude, during that, the after party. That was, uh, yeah,
0: yeah that, was, that was insane.
1: Like, I kept
0: hearing people say Johnny Cage, and I wasn't putting two and two together. Now, I should also mention, uh, thanks to Michelle, I also tried one of the goddamn, what I felt like was strongest bourbons I've ever had, because it felt like gasoline burning my throat.
1: Um, yeah, that I took one sip of that. We were, so... We go to the after party, we sit down at the table, we get our food, fucking finally, and she hands me this little, little little sniff there of the bourbon. I take one sip, I'm like, oh. Decide to take another sip, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Brian's looking at me going, you better fucking finish yeah, that. Well, and I was like, no. Especially
0: because she had passed, she was being gracious and passed. I, I know with her, it's good quality shit, oh, but yeah. she passed it to like everybody, and like two or three of them rejected it, so I dumped Two into one, and I took a sip. The first sip, I just went, Oh, like it literally it burned. I was like, What the? F-? And she said it was stronger, it was 50 proof, so or 60 proof. I can't remember. It was high, that's all I'm gonna say. So it, it's like maybe a hair under 110, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I, 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 I made the, the very Stupid mistake of like, you know what? Instead of just sipping this because each sip hurts, I'll just gulp it. Like, and it wasn't a little gulp. I don't know how that didn't come right back up. As soon as I did it, I took my beer and I did this. So it went down with my beer. And almost immediately I did. I felt it go, and I went, and I just waited a second. And then finally it like just decided to settle down. But it was, um, it was rough. And then, you know, and then we did a shot of Jack to like, As we're leaving, like at the
1: very end of the night, I think I maybe had one beer during the whole after party because I was just (sighs) like, I was was done
0: that. No, that's when I had goddamn Heineken's. I don't know why I went to Heineken's either. But yeah, I went to Heineken's at the after party.
1: Oh, no wonder we all had headaches. Yeah. (sighs) So those were bad headaches. But yeah, as we're leaving, uh, Joe again from Beam Edition, uh, he was like, hey, let's do a shot. We're like. Okay. And then as we're doing it we're like we it's just, just Jack. We're doing it, we're like very appreciative, obviously, but yeah. oh, that was the wrong time for Listen,
0: that. Listen, we we are we are gentlemen and we will not say no to a shot. Of course not. We'll Be re- rude. we'll regret it. Oh yeah. But we won't say no. So yeah. I would say all in all it was it was a ton of fun. It did feel like the convention, like more so than any other well, any other, like we've been to any other more so than the last time I was there. We literally probably did four tables tops,
1: whereas the first time, like, I feel like we spent a lot of time doing tables. Yeah, a lot of people, like, they were talking to me. They're like, oh, how are the prices this year? And I was just like, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't, no
0: idea. Like, yeah.
1: PD's sister.
0: I, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking.
1: Player, I think her table, her, like, they run a store in Pottstown called Player's Choice. Well, I'll so. put the
0: name up as we're talking. Yeah,
1: so if I'm wrong, we'll have the right one down here. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, their prices were good. Um, Premium edition, they had their table. So, like, they had theirs priced how they price them, which is yeah. fine. And then like Eons was like it wasn't any more than what it was in their store. So. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you about like actual vendors
0: how the no, prices were. Not at all. And like we didn't stop at any of the like the bigger YouTuber or, or we, any other channels tables. Like... Yeah, we didn't
1: talk to any big YouTubers at their tables. I mean, we
0: want honestly. I wanted
1: we like we wanted to talk to Ian and a couple other people. Yeah, and there's some other people I wanted to run into that like I ran into before, like I've been talking to online, but the, the booze just took over. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It got to the point I was babysitter for a little chunk
0: of it. Wrangling cats, I'd say.
1: <laughs> I don't think I got lost. I felt, I was falling asleep at the table at one point. but you did fall asleep
0: that, a little bit at the table. I need a little
1: pick-me-up. But or yeah. Catnap.
0: No, like you said, it, it was a great time. Um, I'm excited to do it again and even try out other cons in the future. So,
1: yeah, man. it's uh... Yeah, keep an eye on the Twitter. Brian might be going to another con relatively soon.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I would say uh, if we're trying to keep some of it brief because like I said there's a lot we want to cover with Dan. So, yeah, just I would say make sure you you tune in for that video later this week.
1: Yeah, Dan. Uh, Dan did a second day, and he's like, yeah, he thinks he got the con crud, so he's not up for a full episode. But we'll do a little mini one with him uh, during this week. Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, Chambers- once again, like if you ever see us at one of these conventions, please come up. Feel free to say hi. We're pretty much just giving out T-shirts to like anyone. I don't who, even. One of them. We gave
0: out a lot of T-shirts. I don't even know how many we gave out.
1: Um, Cause we brought like twenty some, but
0: yeah, we gave out a lot. But that's the thing is like you know,
1: yeah,
0: we're not. You know, we're there. We like talking with folks, and we, and especially like yeah, if you ever see us, talk to us because that's what we're there for to do. Honestly, yeah. So no, nah, it was it was a great time. Can't wait to do it again. But uh, Chambers, I should ask. And I forgot to mention this as I poured it. This is the beer I was telling you about from Mud Hen. Okay. So this was the brewery. Did you go there in Wildwood? You said no.
1: Right? No, nah, I've never been there.
0: So <clears throat> really great brewery with amazing food. Uh, this is their Wildwood Haze 7%. None of their beers were holy shit, but they were all like – Above average, does that make sense? Yeah. So <clears throat> this one, I didn't even so kind try of like another Flying
1: Dog, but maybe a little better.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. All right. Um. Yeah, like so. I don't know. What are you thinking of it so far?
1: So far, it's good. It kind of just feels like a slightly citrusy, hazy IPA. Yeah. So like, I didn't really look into any of the uh, details about it, but yeah, he's he's IPA. So.
0: Now, Jim, there is one very, very important reason why I brought up. IPAs. I know we've been kind of IPA whores since no IPA may is done. Right. And I know we are almost a month out, but between missing it because I was sick or whatnot, we actually did pick the winners and prizes are going out. I wish I had the goddamn prize in front of me, but I will take a picture and post it here as best I can. Um, So we had custom glasses made up for no IPA May. They're custom beer glasses with our logo on it and some stickers and some pins. Uh, We had four winners this year because you guys really showed up. It was really awesome. We truly, truly appreciate it. We'll make a little post on our site about this. Jim will tweet it out. Yep. But our winners this year were. Um, let me make sure I don't screw up any names because I, unfortunately, I only know people through most of their
1: Instagram handles.
0: Instagram handles. But uh, first up is, of course, I'm, at this point, is it safe to call her the queen of no IPA? May
1: she's running away with it. Yeah. So
0: uh, Peekaboozy, who may be a guest in the future.
1: Yeah. And look, it's not like we're just like, oh, well, she's got to win again, but. No, it, all of her pose got the most updates. Uh, so, also, you can't say no to that.
0: Went above and beyond as far as like, I yeah, know now. she was really doing, I think one, slipped up one time, but IPAs are her favorite. So, the fact that she goes out of her way, like, that's really awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, and she really like put out that hashtag for people, too. Yeah.
0: So, we truly, truly appreciate it. Um, a pint size pint chaser. Mm-hmm. So she showed up, she showed up last year too, but this year she really
1: showed up. Oh yeah. So make sure, give her some love. And uh, sorry about the lightning losing. She's a big Tampa Bay lightning fan. They just lost the the cup.
0: I mean, we're from Philly. We're used to losers.
1: I mean, I'm happy to see someone besides the fucking lightning. <laughs> win, so. I don't really care. I was just
0: being nice. Yeah. And then there's uh, Jamal who has uh, the best photography of, I'm not even into Gundleman models, but The pictures he takes, especially with beer and them, I don't know what his camera is. The dude clearly knows how to take photos really well in lighting. Oh, yeah. So they were just impressive as shit. And, of course, our buddy Alex Perez, who always puts up some of the most creative pairings and just cool-looking pictures and themes with toys sometimes. So it was a no-brainer. Had to send him it that too.
1: But yeah, definitely. But you know, congrats to the winners and thank you to everyone who participated. And we'll be doing it again next year.
0: Yeah, so the prizes will be going out and I want to say cheers to you guys because that was really awesome. And to everyone who <laughs> who supported it, who went joined it, coming back again next year. But I you know what, Jim? You know me, I love creating these things. All right. There may be something in fall. That's all I'll say for now. I have something to brewing in. Hmm. No pun intended ha 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 Pun intended.
1: <sighs> trying to think of, like, no f fall but I don't know F beers. So. Nope.
0: nope. Um, I'm just gonna, you'll You'll see. They don't call me the punisher for nothing.
1: <laughs> there are so many levels of which I hate that. There are so many levels. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare besmirch that classic movie.
0: So, so uh,
1: Jim's so fucking mad right now.
0: Would you like a handshake?
1: No, <laughs>
0: no, Brian, I would not. I've had my fill. <laughs> so, Jim, um, speaking of besmirching, uh, yeah, smirching. about of people being mad about things,
1: uh, people, th- I mean, this could have been a gamer's mad, but this is more a thing where it's like just people kind of shocked. But if you think about it, probably shouldn't Are be. Are you ever shocked? Because, oh, also, no. So, Long story short, Bobby Kotick, CEO of Activision Blizzard, one of the most hated men mm-hmm. in all of gaming. Largely considered responsible for the uh, the cycle of abuse and the allegations and the workplace environment, blah de blah, blah blah that happens at Activision Blizzard. And it wasn't only he was the CEO,
0: it was also, he was directly, uh, oh my god, brain fart, charged with, like, he was being accused directly. Not like he was just the CEO, and it was happening under him. Like, he was right. being charged himself, so... Right. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, uh, the shareholders and the stock... Uh, basically, the board voted to reelect him as CEO. Here's why it's not surprising. Activision still makes all the money. Still makes all the money? Well,
0: here's the deal. What's interesting is the... The
1: millionaires on the board aren't going to care about That's- anything as long as the money still comes in.
0: Well, and here's the deal. I guess... I guess I'm not shocked, but the shareholder voting—it was 533 million to 63 million <laughs> yeah. for him coming there. So, I mean, if you uh, believe that very large companies don't have corruption, I'm sorry, uh, you
1: know. Yeah, you're kind of living under a rock there. I, I if guess, you kind of believe that, I guess he wasn't. He also, from what I heard from someone else, like because like, he was a guy who also kind of saved Activision, because there was a while where like they were in shits. Yeah, and then he came in and you know ruthless businessman turned into a fucking juggernaut again. So I think he also owns like twenty five percent of the shares or some shit like that. Like, okay. that's why when everyone's talking about it, him being bought out, that's why it would have been like a hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's like, and of course, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, what about the Microsoft deal and shit like that. I don't know, this was a preemptive move by Activision to make sure he stays around afterwards. No one still really knows what the details of that deal are. It hasn't officially gone through yet. So, again, we were saying when that whole first big acquisition came down that what they do with Bobby is going to be a thing that people are going to hold over their heads no matter what they do. Yeah, so,
0: you know, this goes back to the question from Patreon, which is, I totally get it. If this decision really bothers you, don't support them. Yeah. I you know i I don't hold it against you, excuse me, the thing that I find interesting is I was trying to read through they didn't officially have a court case or or what the finding so far was there was no evidence that he actually did it. Could people be paid off Sure. like yeah, you don't know like that's the thing um, I tend to think whether it's smoke there's fire, uh you know. It's it's not a shocker. That's the last thing I'll say about it.
1: Mm-hmm. But, At all. So even with all the employees and shareholders,
0: <laughs> I guess we can all get fucked. I mean, yeah, What I, I really want to know. I mean, here's the deal. If you are someone that's really bothered by it, I want to so hear. So this
1: allows him to serve one more year as the CEO unless he resigns or is removed. So, again, they're saying which might be possible with the buyout. But, mm. yeah, I'm surprised. It's, well, I mean, for a lot of for a lot of executives, it's only appointments, you know, from a board for a year or two contract. So yeah, so
0: you know, maybe after this year he is gone and good riddance. Maybe that saves them from, as Jim said, doing a payout. It's maybe it's the cheaper option of. I mean, I'm sure he makes plenty, but I doubt he makes a hundred million a year.
1: He could. He I, might. Then again,
0: he might. I don't know. It's all speculation. So
1: yeah, I'm not exactly sure how much he makes, but I'm sure it's a fuckload. Yeah. But, yeah, let us know below. I don't expect anyone to be happy that Bobby Kotick is back in our listening audience, but, Mm-mm. hey, let us know below if, you know, it's actually a straw breaking the camel's back where you're like, all right, fuck Activision, not buying her thing. So, Jim,
0: I forgot to put it on here, but that does go seamlessly into another piece of news we missed that just recently came up. Tired Hands. Remember the... Uh, Oh yeah, the little shitstorm era with their owner or founder Jean Brolet the fourth. I hate that there's a fourth behind his name. <laughs> uh, Is he an esquire? So remember, he was. Is the he founder. a Lord
1: Reginald Jean Brolet?
0: Might as well. Be. He's your people. <laughs> so remember how he was kind of kicked out because for all the what was it? Was it rape allegations? It well inappropriate workplace. Can I say I hate the term, dude, bro? Because that's the dude bro culture and putting down women, minorities, things like that I, I just don't like the term dude, bro. Like I don't, cause you are one. No. Cause I don't know what it, like I, it's just sounds, it's like trivializing it. It's like
1: too goofy. Okay. Yeah. Nice it's like, what you mean.
0: it's like, just be like, he's a piece of shit or right.
1: something like that. Yeah. It's the, it's the normalizing. It. Dude be bro like-
0: is like too playful.
1: Yeah, it's like the 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 douchebag guy in college who has a Saturdays for the boys uh, yeah. flag. going so I'm go tailgating.
0: Um, he's back after a year of the complaints and almost kind of like this Bobby. Kyle, well, it's a little different. He's kind of like he's the founder. He stepped away. Right. He's learned his lesson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and, sure. And he's come
1: back. <laughs> did he go to therapy? <laughs> uh,
0: you know what? Like, honestly, did he go to celebrity from, therapy? From everything I read, like, there. The first quote was, he stepped away to do some soul-searching. Oh, God. And he's back. He was the visionary. He founded it. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, now, granted, they are a much, much smaller company.
1: Right. Um,
0: but here's the deal.
1: Maybe, I, and this, this is... Maybe... I've, I was going to say, maybe profits were hurting without his, quote-unquote, leadership. But could also be where there's a black eye on the company anyway, and people are just staying away, too. So, it's... I guess here's my question to you.
0: Now, this guy, I doubt we'll ever have any interactions. He does look like a D-bag. He looks pretentious. (laughs) Um, But here's my question in general. Now, those allegations are not, it doesn't seem as serious as like the Bobby Kotick stuff. Right. Is there something to be said about should there be a time of forgiveness? Like, can people
1: get better? I don't think enough people get a shot at it. So, I mean, if he's back, then it's put up or shut up. So, it'll always be... It's a thing he's going to have to prove to people that, you know, he is changed or he yeah. is better. Like, you know, it's going to be a thing where actions are going to speak louder than words. So, you know, if he gets a little too complacent and within, you know, a couple months he's back to his old ways, then, you know, it's all bullshit. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, I get... I with With him, for the little bit that I know of the case, like, if he wasn't being, like... Outwardly, overly abusive or harassing and shit like that, you know, if he just was an asshole that made people uncomfortable, then, mm, mm, kind of an ex- thing executives do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like shows what I think of most executives, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, no, should he be more professional, better person, of course. But should he get a shot? Sure, give him a shot. Hmm. And then if he, you know, if he's still a douchebag and shit like that, then throw him to the wolves. I don't give a shit. Well, that's one of
0: those things I look at where. That's a better example of if it's real – if you're really against it, that's an easy – you don't need to support it. Right. Like, and that could have enough ripple effect because it's small enough where you don't support it, you don't have any of your friends support it. That actually could have an impact.
1: Right. It's not – And it's going to suck for the people who work for the brewery, but, I mean – Breweries snatch each other up all the time with people. So, like, the people who work there, not named Tim, will find jobs. Exactly.
0: So, no, it was just interesting. I forgot to throw it on there, but as we're talking about Bobby Kack, I was like, oh, yeah, that happened.
1: Right. I think he's going to come out on Raw with Vince McMahon. (laughs) Open the show.
0: I still... Clang a beer together. I still don't actually really understand what happened there, Jim, and I did actually want to ask you about that. All I heard was... Vince McMahon had some allegations or something, some, something happened. And then like the next night he's opening raw and it was really awkward. (laughs) That's, that's that you can understand why I'm so outside of it. That's what I heard.
1: So how it all started was a former female employee. No, the board of directors was looking into an allegation against McMahon and head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, the former Johnny Ace, brother of road warrior animal, uh, about an ex-employee that they paid $3 million to to basically go away and shut up after an alleged affair happened.
0: With Vince and her? I
1: I think it was more with Laurinaitis, but I think Vince just paid the money to send her away. But Vince has his own laundry list of allegations over the history of time. Well, I was going to say, I'm
0: amazed he's made it this far without more things coming to light.
1: It's a lot of things that have come to light but that have always also been kind of just shoved under the rug and shit like that, too, both by him and just by the world in general. And there's actually a good theory out there that because he's a carny. He's a pro wrestling man, like, you know, promoter. He's a carny people don't expect better. And then in in a lot of ways, they don't really care. Okay. And, I mean, it was funny because when he came out on Raw, people were singing along to the theme song. It's like, oh, shit, Vince McMahon's here. Yeah. Like, it was still an event, so... So, when he came out, did he announce like he's leaving or something? Like, no. I, when he fucking, all right, so it was even more bizarre. And like you can kind <laughs> of get the, the idea of what he was doing. Cause like WWE slogan is then, now, and forever. Okay. So he came out and said, you know, our slogan's always been then, now, and forever. But there's also one more together. Welcome to SmackDown. I was so like, was- you, you cheeky son of a bitch. You're saying we're all in this together. I mean... You're nothing without me.
0: I mean, well, here's the deal. Love him or hate him, he is the single biggest entity in wrestling ever. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. Changed it, molded it, created it for what it is today. Uh, nothing would be here wrestling-wise without him.
1: It wouldn't be... It wouldn't have its flashes of mainstream success without him, definitely. Oh yeah, or the size and power and the money making. Like it feels it's, still well, the territories. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, wrestling would be around, but it would still you know probably more be it territories. would be a
0: complete joke. You would the Rock would not be the Rock without it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have the Rock and Austin and shit like that, like with no. the Attitude Era and like all those sites and shit like that. Yeah, no, obviously not.
0: So yeah, there'd be no precious AEW for all you dorks with AEW. <laughs> you know, it it just it is what it is, but. That's weird,
1: but yeah, I mean, like, there's tons of like stories were resurfacing about how like he basically uh, raped the first WWF refer- female referee back in the '80s and shit like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, apparently it happened in the limo or something like rather like that. So mm. yeah, you can- so yeah, you can check out that story if you want to check it out and read all the gory details. And of course, there's I don't always- think I want to. Jim, there's always the famous, you know, the Jimmy Snooker murder cover up and. All the steroid trial and the Benoit shit and the other people who have been, you know, abused over the years and killed themselves after abuse, allegedly, and shit like that. So, yeah. A lot of of dirty laundry there. Huh. I guess
0: I'm not shocked.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was. (laughs) Again, the most shocking thing is nothing's ever happened. But again. Yeah, but then again, like you said,
0: do they think it's something, like, he's serious? Or, like, he's a real, legit Businessman, yeah. him. Who knows? Yeah. Speaking of carnies, I'm trying my best. Here. I, I, I don't think that, that don't wasn't think your finest this transition. Is, Brian. This isn't a carny thing,
1: but this is a this is an interesting little arcade device. Yeah. So every once in a while, we like to talk. This almost feels like something I think we talked about like two years ago. Very. I briefly. I feel
0: like when I first saw it, I was like, I feel like I saw, I, 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 I don't know, I, I. It didn't spark an immediate thing, but I felt, like, same way. Like, maybe this was something.
1: So, from Glitchbit is the company. And they actually, like, reached out to us on Twitter and just sent us their like, this promotional video that's going to be playing here. And they came up with this arcade unit called the Retro Raccoon. So, it is a bunch of little, simple mini-games that you can play. Uh, It's a four-player arcade cabinet that... Has one, you know, has one stick per person and one button per person. So super simple games. Yeah. And but it's also got a coaster for your beer. So the built-in mechanic is that to activate certain things in the game. Well,
0: to start it, like to have your character even do anything, you have to have the beer in there.
1: You have to have the beer in there, yeah. Yeah. And
0: then when you lose, you have to take it out. It won't go until you take it out and take your sip.
1: So right. it's like a forced drinking game. Right. Which, which for a page like us is right up our goddamn alley.
0: Which if we want to get sent one, we can give you the P.O. box. I was like,
1: <laughs> uh, I did look up, I was like, I wonder how much one of these costs? And like it's like five grand. So apparently. if you want
0: to send us one. So, Richmond, if
1: you would love to have us show it off in person, then we would we'd make room. We'd make some room.
0: We'd make that we, we would do plenty of videos and we could get the folks on Jim's drunkness.
1: Oh yeah, you get the full gym experience out of that goddamn <laughs> game. We get our buddies over and shit like that. Make a I, real day out of it. I
0: I love uh, <clears throat> I love the gimmick of it. I guess my only worry is
1: and they they are out there in the wild in like a bunch of different cities right now at different barcades and shit. I was
0: gonna say it just has. That's the only thing is it limits it itself to just barcades. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you can put it in
1: a normal bar I mean, too.
0: Like I mean, in theory, they are interesting. They don't say beer, but they show beer. like you could put. A, another drink in there it would just be weird like kids are like oh man i gotta keep drinking this water <laughs> sure thing Timmy. just drink that soda pop <laughs> now it's a cool it's a cool little thing um i'm personally always for gimmicky stuff by the way speaking of gimmicky stuff did you see have you been to any like actual full arcades recently <sighs> Uh, When was the last time? Like even going down the shore, like did you go to boardwalks and go? Yeah, no,
1: I mean I go to the boardwalk arcades and all that. Have you seen the the beer
0: pong arcade game? I want to say I did. So it 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 every arcade I went to. So you know they have the basketball machines, right? fast pitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The beer pong arcade. They're straight up number one. Let me tell you the bullshit with this thing. (laughs) So this one is you have thirty. 30 balls to get all – I think they have 10 cups.
1: It's either 10 or 16. I forget. Yeah, yeah.
0: and and yeah. multiple times I kept getting in the same cup that was still lit- – like it wouldn't unlight. Oh. So I, that was pissing me off.
1: <laughs> I can see your rage building. Um,
0: But then there's also a timer. So it is addictive. Like you know me. I love getting competitive with beer pong. Right. So I was actually doing really good. But like I said, the one, like it was just broken. And I remember like I pinged the ball at it and I broke the cup. And I went, oh, shit. How the hell you do that? Jim, do I break stuff? Well. Do I break stuff?
1: This microphone's on borrowed time, so yes. <laughs> yes, you do.
0: Is it always my fault? Yes. No. Yes. No. The answer is. The answer is yes. I'm the victim. <laughs>
1: you're a fucking. I'm the, you're a bullshit. That's what you Jim, are. <laughs> listen.
0: That parking meter had had it coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm the victim. i have to
1: bring up that story of one
0: time. Um. But, no, like, I saw that, and I love that because I was like, that is such a goofy gimmick where, like, even my kids, like, they're just like, oh, it's, f- it's like another fun game.
1: Right. I want no, to
0: see, see more gimmicky arcades like that. Like, I don't know how you do it, and I'm sure it's super dangerous. I want to see a real-life tapper.
1: Oh, that would be fun. I, shit. Once
0: again, no idea how you do that safely, but figure it out.
1: It would have to be plastic uh, mugs.
0: Yeah. It just... I don't know. I lo- And waivers.
1: I, and waivers for alcohol Lots of think. waivers.
0: But yeah, like I said, I'm a sucker for those type of arcadey, gimmicky. And this is a really cool looking one. So go ahead and send us this. And Yeah, uh, we would
1: love to see it. Yeah. We'd love to give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least, ship one to somewhere in Philly and give us the heads up. We can yeah. Do the, we can do the local premiere. <sighs> they better get arcade. That would be cool. Yeah.
0: So, Chambers, for our last topic of the night, no, um, I know you usually are the one who puts up lists, but I found one. This isn't going to be shocking. Most of them, I, I decide to look at it before I put it up here. They're not going to be that shocking. I feel like to us, okay. But they're the ten unpopular opinions about classic video games according to Reddit. Ugh. So I hate it because of Reddit. And it comes to us from Screen Screen Rant. So, the first one is weak Mega Man. Uh basically saying the people on Reddit are saying that Mega Man game is not that good and that Mega Man 2 is one of the weakest NES Mega Man games. So, you know, most people
1: like Like, you know, I've never <sighs> been huge on Mega Man games.
0: Okay. But but like 2, I think because of the soundtrack, that's why it's my favorite. Right. And I know there are better mechanics, and it's the easiest in other games, cheese. Oh yeah. But I feel like is it on un- I mean, I guess it is unpopular to a degree, but I just I-
1: hate Mega Man games because they don't reward like reaction or skill. It's just all about memorizing and like yeah, and, and then knowing, and knowing
0: what's going to beat what. Yeah. It's the ultimate trial and error.
1: Right. And that anno- like I have no patience for Mega Man games.
0: Okay, so you don't think that's that crazy?
1: No. <laughs> okay. fuck, fuck, I'm going to be turning into a Redditor by the end of the same night. God damn it. <laughs> Sonic in
0: the trash. Uh, basically the uh, idea that all Sonic games are trash. All right. I'll disagree. I won't say all, um, well,
1: I'll say more but, bad than good,
0: but they do specify, they said, especially where it's gone in recent years.
1: Oh, that's the, where am like goddamn statement ever. <laughs> yeah. So
0: they said most How people is agree, that popular. That's like, well, the, that's why that's I'm like, that's the current like meta. Well, exactly. So when I saw that, I said, okay, that's a little weird. This one's interesting. You and I agree with this, and maybe we're in the minority. Earthba- okay. Earthbound is dated. Basically saying it's, uh, even though a lot of people consider it best RPGs of all time, a lot of people say, not really. And it's, it just doesn't
1: cut it anymore. I haven't spent enough time with it to have an opinion.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to that one. This next one is, to me, a little more controversial. Crash Team Racing is better better than Mario Kart. There is a
1: strong contingent of people who think that. I've never played it. You know what? I mean, I haven't played the original one in a long time. But back in the day, that really went... You know what? That went toe-to-toe with Mario Kart 64, I would definitely say. Yeah. And I think, overall, it probably was a better-designed game. I mean, it came out later, so it had time to stew. Much like Diddy Kong Racing, it had time to stew and add more shit. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't think that's that crazy of an opinion. Okay. I think I think it's fair. You can make a fair argument. The next one, I feel like now the new crash racing I wasn't a fan of. Like I said, I,
0: I'd be inter- you know what? I as I said, every time I've seen copycats of kart racing. I even had fun with that Mortal Kombat kart racer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um but like even uh we've talked multiple times. PlayStation uh All-Stars.
1: Well, that was the- a Smash clone. No,
0: no. I'm saying whenever I see clones of those, like I found them to be Pretty
1: good. Yeah, like Sonic and All-Stars Racing was good, even though Sonic Team Racing was meh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's been other ones. Obviously, Garfield Kart, the best one. What Game Boy system
0: was that for, Jim?
1: Oh, right. That was a Xbox One PS4 game. Oh, Jesus Christ. Of course you would know that. I never played it, but I do want to get it. I just don't want to pay more than 10 bucks
0: for it. Well, the next one is something I've said. Someone send me Garf Cart. <laughs> Someone send me that Duck Arcade. He can have gar- Garf Cart. Deal. Take. <laughs> um, Retro Raccoons, Brian. Get it right, damn it. Th- so here's the deal. This next one, I've said, I think most people know, Golden overrate overrated.
1: I have a problem with that statement because if you said GoldenEye age terribly, agree 100%. Okay. But for its time, especially for a console-based, what do you call it, first-person shooter... Well, it's well. That was the cream of the crop. For well, what's
0: interesting one. is the statement made is GoldenEye is objectively one of the most overrated games of all time, especially considering the time period when it was released. You can
1: object this, Dick. That's what you <laughs> can do, all right. That's bl- <laughs> fucking bullshit. That 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 is said by a writer who did not grow up with it. Here's what I will say: or some fucking nerd who was just a PC gamer at the time who was like, "Well, you keep garbage compared to my fucking you know Commodore 486 that's running Doom." Well. Here
0: well that's what I was going to say is even I've said it's overrated I still love playing it I have the nostalgia um but I recognize it yeah it didn't age well for shit no it didn't age well at all um but here's the deal I think in the pantheon of FPS games like Doom is probably still underrated for how well that was made for FPS. I mean, I
1: think it's perfectly rated. No, I it's... know,
0: I know everyone loves it. I'm just trying to give an example. <laughs> I'm going like, to how you
1: call it underrated. I'm saying like
0: I can see Goldeneye there is an argument of like it was very niche and the love, the unabridged love for it from the fans who played it
1: may be a little misplaced. Maybe. I'll say for the common man who couldn't have a computer that could run a good game, <clears throat> to have A multiplayer game that fucking fun, with a very solid single player campaign thrown around it. Oh no, this I, 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 I love the single player campaign. I would say the
0: single player campaign is is the underrated part of
1: it. That that is the underrated part because everyone talks about the multiplayer.
0: Yeah. Next one, very close to my heart. Resident Evil isn't scary, which if you play today, okay. They they said there's basically that the games are campy, dumb, and cheesy. Meaning you Resident suck my cock. You have those dogs <laughs> jump through that window when you're yeah. nine years old yeah. in 1995. If you go spoiler-free, I don't care who you are, first time playing a game, if that zombie turning his head isn't a little creepy and the dog jumping through doesn't get you with the jump scare, okay. But, I mean, I guess I can't look through the eyes of somebody who's Seeing the type of games they've seen and then go back to that and go, what the that'd be like is it equivalent to us literally looking at Atari games and being like
1: Re- Really? They're going, oh that's cute. Yeah.
0: So I I hey, hurts my heart, but it is what it is. I mean I can see it, but fuck Reddit. Uh Metroid is out of control. Uh basically Super Metroid's controls are bad. I have a feeling I'm manhandling the controller when I play, is the statement.
1: I partially agree. Ooh. And we know you hate Super I, NES. I am turning into a Redditor. God. You heard it here. Jim damn is it. officially a Redditor. God damn it. Where are my updates and Karma? But here's the th- I think Super Metroid controls extremely well for the, for the most part. The fucking wall jumping in that game is awful. Luckily, there's only like two or three spots where it's forced and you have to do it. But the wall jumping in that game is fucking terrible. And you have to be pinpoint accurate. The The sky jumping with like the screw attack sky jumping, that's not great either. It's a little clunky. Okay. But the wall jumping is horrifically bad. So anyone who says like Super Metroid has perfect control, ah, fuck you. Not perfect. Very good for the most part. But here's the deal of all the things I've ever heard it praised for, I don't feel like
0: control's been one of them.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's the music, it's the atmosphere, it's the exploration. Mm. Uh,. But, no, I mean, I, I no, the control, in my mind, is pretty damn good. Even doing the fucking rope swinging's fine. Yeah. Like, it's not amazing, but, but I, it's fine. But it's so functional.
0: What I, say, what I would say is, I would not call that control bad,
1: but there are clunky moments. Yeah, no, I said, it's very, very good, except for those two things.
0: Okay, Redditor Jim. I hate myself. Next one I think you'll have a little problem with. Ocarina of Time is Shallow uh ocarina of time was revolutionary for its time but doesn't have the depth of later entries and doesn't hold up well okay
1: (laughs) all right writer jim calm down (laughs) so you agree Fucking kids these fucking (laughs) kids who weren't there for it who weren't fucking there for it at the goddamn time that was a game-changing adventure in its fucking day
0: and I've admittedly, How I, fucking dare I you. haven't played, I definitely never beat it.
1: You are out there sucking Eagle Raptors' cock. That's what your goddamn <laughs> problem is. You watched Sequelitis goddamn 11 years ago, and you haven't let it go. Have a real
0: opinion. Man. All right, Chamber. So this next one is what I would find. I think it's one of the more interesting ones. Okay. And it's, is Simon's Quest the best of the original Castlevania games? Now, I don't want to agree
1: with that at all, but. Let me guess the argument, because I know what this probably going to go with. Go on. Let me, let me channel the mind of a Redditor. It's easily the most complex and ambitious of the games. Which they're saying probably makes it the best. And it has... Why am I blanking on the name of that goddamn song? It's like one of the most Vampire famous songs. Vampire Killer? Called, fan, no. Uh, you know, do-do-do. Oh, doo, bloody, doo, tears. Doo, bloody Tears. Bloody Tears. Goddamn, yep. how did I blank on that? But yeah. So, I yeah, I think it added a lot to Castlevania. But it was a little too ahead of its time because it's a clunky mess. So what it claims is,
0: uh, somebody actually said, someone went against the grain praising a clunkier Castlevania 2, But the argument was it has the best soundtrack, it's the smoothest gameplay, and was the most atmospheric.
1: I mean, I I guess I can see atmosphere. I can see Which
0: that. Which I I would say atmosphere, except for three when you I, like I, I are I going through. I can't say it's
1: smoother gameplay than two. Yeah. Or, or then than I'm three, two than three. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I don't. Here's the all. I could I could understand and maybe to a degree agree. It has the best song of the original three.
1: Yeah, I, I'll say Bloody Tears and is probably it has, the best song.
0: it has the most underrated soundtrack of the three. It's got a very solid soundtrack. I can't decide if it's the best. I I, I like one and two soundtrack way better than three soundtrack. I'll say that. It has more memorable. Yeah, um, It's not the best game, though. The mechanic of the nighttime shit, the easy, w- way, way, way too easy boss, and the ending level with no enemies and you just go Dracula and you can cheese it way too easily. And the weird cryptic shit killed it. But right. it tried something new. I don't think it should be hated. Like, we made the joke, like, with AVGN doing that. Everyone just said, oh, it is a bad game. And then you play and you go, it's not really that bad of a game.
1: No, I mean, if you want to put the time into it to, like... Yeah. It's just... It doesn't hold your hand to a detriment. And it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's extremely frustrating and cryptic. So then the last one... I don't know if this is...
0: That crazy old Mario versus new Mario. Basically, people are saying that the new Super Mario Brother games are better than the original NES Super NES.
1: Ooh, ooh, that is brave.
0: Which now here's the deal. Better is a weird thing
1: because you can. Are say, they talking about like all the 3D ones and the like the new it, Super Mario series? Well, that's like, what
0: it doesn't seem. It just says the new Super Mario Brothers games are better than the original NES Super NES. And basically that modern Mario games have integrated improvements on technology. But they attempt to capture the magic of the older games. I think there will never be... I don't think these new games, no matter how good they are, they can never capture the replayability and the magic that they were. Of course, graphically, they're going to be better. Right. Um, soundtracks, even if the soundtracks are great...
1: There won't be anything Not, more classic than the original. They're fine, and they lean very heavily on the originals. like, there's always remixes of the it, classic Mario.
0: Exactly. So I'm. I go. Yeah, it's kind of like saying like the new Doom is better than the original Doom. It's like, well, gameplay and graphics and technology. But here's the
1: thing, though. Like the new Doom and the from the original is such a drastically different game. True. Where like, you know, like that. It's kind. That's like that's a tough like opinion because. There's two types of Mario games now. You have 3D Mario games, and you have the entire new Super Mario Brothers series, which is like the f- polished up 2D games. Which is what I think
0: they're actually claiming is that.
1: Yeah, I disagree with that. the The new Super Mario games are fine. There's like a billion of them. Like they just shit those things out. Yeah. Like they're fine. They're fun. They're really fun multiplayer. They have some cool power ups here and there. But like they don't t- they don't touch World or three. They don't touch. Yeah. Because you know what it is like. Like, yeah, they add a couple of little gimmicks here and there and stuff like that, but... It just, like, like one, it, it always feels a little floatier to me than, like, the old games. Yeah. and Like, it doesn't feel as tight. And it's definitely made to appeal to more casual audiences. I mean... Not saying that's a bad thing either, but, like... I don't know, it just doesn't do it in a way that, like, ever kept my attention for all that long.
0: It would be that I try to, like, bring it back to... If it's the argument of, like... I know you don't know cars, but like the new Ferrari is better than one of the first Ferraris. It's like, okay, yes, it performs better. Right. But maybe there was something that first Ferrari did that was a little different. Like, you know, it it just, I, I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but I think in time, you'd still probably go back to the original. And I don't think these new ones will be something that in 20 years, I think people will still go back to the original.
1: Yeah, like, people are going to be nostalgic for the... I mean, especially kids today, like, yeah. who, like, the Wii was their first system. So, like, new Super Mario Bros. Wii is going to be, like, you that's know, gonna be, that's yeah. going to be their... And me as a guy who didn't grow up with Mario until fucking 64, Psh. like, all like you know, that's a sign of a really good game when I can play for the first time in my 20s and 30s and be like, oh, shit, this does really hold up and it's really good. Yeah. Like, the original Super Mario is basically from 1983, and I beat that for the first time recently. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, this still really holds up.
0: So then let me ask you, how long have you known you're a writer?
1: Well, Bri <laughs> The first time I saw a cock I went, hmm.
0: Talk about the beer. <laughs> What'd you think of it? <laughs>
1: Maybe we should cut that.
0: <laughs> nope, it's staying in. <laughs> oh
1: what can I say? I hate Reddit. But uh, Yeah, so uh, the Mudhead Brewing Company beer. It's fucking... It was good. It's a very solid, hazy IPA. I can't say it's done anything that much different or special from other hazy IPAs, but, you know. It's fine. It's a solid drink.
0: Yeah, no. It, it, it's It's pretty good. Between the two... Obviously, the mango I think has way better flavor.
1: Yeah, the but mangoes... it's also
0: so much thicker. Even though it still goes down easy.
1: See, I didn't think it was as thick as you thought it was. Hmm. Like I thought it had like a full mouth feel, but what are you implying, Brian? I did. Did I say anything? No. Oh, you said it with your <laughs> You said it with your eyes. Your eyes told a story no, what do you call? No, I didn't think it had as big of a like like it did have a thick mouthfeel, but I didn't think it was like as big as much as you thought, yeah.
0: Um I try I'm trying to decide, like obviously the mud hen you're gonna drink more often. But if it's summer, I would always recommend the mango. Just my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I would recommend the mango too. Like if you like it, hazy IPAs and want to try a different one, you won't be disappointed by the Mud Hen, but it's nothing special.
0: So with that we want to say thank you guys so much for stopping by. Please make sure come back later this week as we recap with Dan all the other details we didn't get into <laughs> with today's episode. Can't wait for that. <laughs> so if you are watching, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, hit the subscribe. If you give us a five-star rating, we will reply on this podcast. Even if you want to shit on us, just give us a five-star we'll talk about it and with that we want to say have a good night everyone and cheers cheers guys